the September 7, 2018 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. Reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history with a dog. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Cutlahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Hey. And as always, the most vocal member of the anonymous resistance... (laughs) <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. Yes. Can I call him recalcitrant? Recalcitrant, yes, you may. All right. Coming up, Venus drone traps. Wow. That's right, Mahler. <laughs> wow. Kavanaugh's dodging. Mm-hmm. Crazy town. <laughs> the Stop Bezos Act and more. But first, what do you base your decisions on, Mike? Feedback or evidence? Fear. No, uh, I actually... Well, that would be... Uh, no, uh, or, or feedback, feedback or evidence. Yeah, really I, know, right I know. Question. I was just trying to be... So fear would be uh, feedback. It would be feedback. Yeah, I guess. Really? You don't use evidence? No, no, of course I do. I was just trying to... Have, yeah, I was... Uh, evidence, of course. I, I believe myself to be an evidence-based decision maker. Yes. Wow. What? New findings from researchers at UC Berkeley show that negative or positive feedback, not hard evidence boosts people's sense of certainty when they're trying to tell right from wrong. So what I'm saying is people's beliefs are more likely to be influenced by Trump rallies than they are by scientific data. And well, that, that explains the current state of our yeah, that really, country. That's too bad. It is too bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like... What? what, yeah, what are you... I feel that I use evidence. I try to use evidence. I, do. I know when people say, oh, you're amazing. I am more likely to do it again. I know that increases my uh, confidence, but I don't know that it affects my decisions so much. Right. Unless it's, you know, has something to do with a a young lady. (laughs) Right. Well, and also, I've gotten positive feedback about something that I might not have done as well as I know I can. And I understand that they're trying to be helpful trying uh-huh. to reinforce some positive notion. But I also know empirically Evidence. That, that, that I that did not do yeah. a good job. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> while I'm encouraged by the fact that they're encouraging me, yeah. I'm not swayed by it. No. no. Yeah. Yeah, Molly. <laughs> New studies found that female monkeys were reluctant to follow the example of males even when the males were right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that explains the history of my dating. Then. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, male monkeys were happy to learn from whichever sex appears to be most effective. Okay. The switchboard is lighting up right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ladies, ladies, please. It's it's flashing red inside the studio here. The explanation may be that that for females, the important thing is to maintain close bonds with other females. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. No kidding. That they spend their whole lives with in the same group. Yeah. So really, that's saying that men are pigs running off all the time and females have to stay together and bond to keep their sanity from right. having to kill us, right. which we appreciate. Right, and I also think that bonding reinforces the notion of life and sustaining and preserving life. So to that extent, I believe women are smarter <laughs> than men are about that. Yeah, we're whipped, aren't we? Well, I'm going to march down a road that I don't know if there's any return from, but I'm going to say that men have tended <laughs> to venture off into the wild to find stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And women don't so much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He, he marches down that road all the oh, time. Oh, he does, he does. Yes. In Brazil, 
A massive fire at the National Museum destroyed millions of pieces of art and history. This was a shame. Oh, a tar- terrible the shame. A 200-year-old museum. The yeah. museum was 200 right. years old. There were things in there that went back oh, sure. thousands of years. Yeah. It's Brazil's oldest historical institution and one of the most important in Latin America. Wow. Museum officials say the damage is irreparable. <laughs> the carcasses of 87 elephants were discovered near the Botswana Protected Sanctuary, killed and stripped for their tusks. Botswana is the home to the largest elephant population in the world. India's Supreme Court overturned a law criminalizing consensual gay sex. In other words, okay, gay sex. Right, go for it. Yeah. The ruling voids a portion of the Indian Penal Code written by Britain's colonial government in the 1860s, which, although rarely enforced, made gay sex a crime punishable by up to life in prison. Yeah. They're like Oscar Wilde time over there. Right. Jeez. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mother yeah. likes Wilde, by the way. Big fan of Wilde. Canada's Federal Court of Appeals rejected the government's approval to triple the capacity of Kinder Morgan Trans Mountain Pipeline. Yeah, this is good. Yes. Justice Eleanor Dawson nullified licensing for the $7.4 billion project and brought construction to a halt. Oh, hey now. Yeah. Yeah. Her ruling cited in adequate consultations with indigenous peoples affected by the project. After the court's decision, Kinder Morgan shareholders agreed to sell the existing pipeline and the expansion project right after the decision. They sold it to the Canadian government for $4.5 billion. So Kinder Morgan didn't lose on this deal. Right. And who knows what Trudeau's going to do. This is a bailout, it sounds like to me. Yeah. Well, hopefully the uh, Canadian government just takes this as a write-off and says, you know what, we need to yeah, move beyond. Happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust Trudeau on, on oil. Yeah, that's true. Boy, yeah. you would think on on so many things you feel good about him, but and then when it comes to yeah, petroleum. Social issues, and, yeah. yeah. But petroleum, that is the engine of the economy in many parts of Canada, wow. and I understand, yeah. but it's time to move on, tr- Justine. A Burmese court sentenced two Reuters journalists to seven years in prison for violating Burma's colonial era... Official Secrets Act. This is crap. Official of course Secret it is. Act. At the time of the arrest, Kwaso U and Wa Lone were investigating a massacre committed by Burmese military targeting Rohingya Muslims. Yes. So they were out slaughtering Rohingyas. Mm-hmm. These guys are reporting on it. This isn't official secrets. Right. Or if it is, it shouldn't be. It, well, in the same way that when the Germans were gassing the Jews, that, yeah. was, a, that was an official secret. Exactly. In Mexico, a television reporter was assassinated last week in the city of Cancun, making him the eighth journalist assassinated in Mexico so far this year. That's one a month this year in Mexico. Right. That's right. crazy. Yeah. In Iraq, demonstrators torched the main government building in the southern city of Basra as protests over corruption, power outages, and rampant unemployment continued. The protesters also say Basra's water supply is heavily polluted. More than 20,000 people have been hospitalized from the contamination. At least one person was killed Wednesday as Iraqi forces fired live rounds into the crowds, the protesters. And then five people were killed the day earlier. That's how they deal with this stuff. People are upset because they're getting poisoned, so they shoot them. Right. (laughs) It does highlight just what a mess the Middle East is, is particularly in Iraq, uh, Syria, environmentally, and how global climate 
change or damage yeah. is impacting what's happening in those countries. Yeah. Climate damage, one of the key reasons why the revolution or the uprising in Syria occurred was because farmers could not get access to fresh water because of climate damage. It was one of the underlying reasons for the reaction. Those farmers went in, were protesting, they were shot at, and it started this uprising in Syria that we're still feeling the impacts of today. Spain canceled plans to deliver 400 laser-guided bombs to Saudi Arabia over concerns about the U.S.-backed Saudi-led assault on Yemen, which has fueled the world's worst humanitarian crisis. So good for Spain. Yeah, good for Spain. Good for Spain. Yes. News from Bombay Countries is brought to you by the Military-Industrial Complex, where killing is not just an idea, it's the lead. In Afghanistan, a pair of bomb blasts tore through a sports club in Kabul, killing 20 people. There was no claim of responsibility for the attack, which targeted members of the Hazara ethnic group, who are predominantly Shia Muslims. The minority group has been targeted in the past by ISIS. So we're figuring it's ISIS who did this. In Syria, humanitarian aid groups are warning that as many as 800,000 people, that's a lot, That's a huge amount. Could be displaced if Russia and Syria proceed with a planned offensive in the Idlib province, the last major rebel-held part of Syria. Yeah. Three million people currently live in Idlib, half of whom are already internally displaced. That's a mess over there. Idlib is the final battle for what will inevitably be a return uh, to full control by uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria with the help, by the way, of the Russians and with the sort of um, abdication of some level of involvement by the United States in determining the future, not just of Syria, that's probably beyond our objective, but at least to the people who we have been supporting for these many years. They are now left to the untender mercies of the Assad regime. Trump threatened Syrian leader Bashar al-Assad, tweeting, President Bashar al-Assad of Syria must not recklessly attack Idlib province. Now, I got to say, I'm behind him on this stuff. Yeah. The Russians and Iranians would be making a grave humanitarian mistake to take part in this potential human tragedy. Sounds like somebody else was tweeting for him, doesn't it? Yeah. This doesn't sound like his language. Right. Hundreds of thousands of people could be killed. Don't let this happen! Exclamation point. Well, there were no all caps in the tweet. Right. What's so, a giveaway right yeah, there? That's don't a tell. let this happen would have been all caps all if capped. Trump yeah. had really tweeted. Right. The Obama administration bears some responsibility for what's been happening. But Trump is the one who's walked away from Syria. Yeah. When he let the Russians come in and start their bombing campaign and really walked away from this. That was one of his key platform points was right. Hillary's going to go to war with Syria. Right. And what he's done is open Syria up to right. even more disruptiveness. And by all accounts, the, the Russians have just been absolutely ruthless and brutal in their t- bombing campaign. Hours after Trump's tweet, Russia launched airstrikes against Idlib. Yep. Yep. The warning came as Trump denied a report made by Bob Woodward in his book Fear that Trump ordered Pentagon Chief James Mattis to assassinate Syrian President Bashar al-Assad in April 2007. Oh, that's a smart move, huh? Yeah. Mattis refused the order. And Trump, of course, said about the book, the book is total fiction. (laughs) If Mattis had done it, Syria would be even 
deeper right now. Right. And our relationship with Russia would really tank. Yeah. Even though there's proof that the United States tried to assassinate Fidel Castro, there's a lot of yeah. world leaders that we've been implicated in the death of. That's not a good idea. No. It just is not a good idea to go around assassinating other foreign leaders. Let that be a lesson to you. Yeah, yes, Mahler. <laughs> he was thinking about it. Israel praised Trump for saying he will end funding to the U.N. agency that assists Palestinian refugees. So Israel liked that idea. Israel also welcomed Rodrigo Duterte, the president of the Philippines, yes. who once compared the treatment of drug dealers to Hitler. Yeah. He wanted to be Hitler, I think. Right. To... In, in this, in this and he example, did it yes. at Jerusalem's Holocaust Memorial. He actually went oh to Jerusalem and brought up Hitler as a role model. The similarity between <laughs> Trump and Duterte yeah. is that they're both these kind of vulgarian idiots. Yeah. They say what's on their mind. They say what, that's why people love them, is because they they say what's on their mind, but they're vulgarian They don't, say, they don't have morons. a mind, so it's pretty difficult. Right. So they say these things without thinking or, or any context for history or practicality or, or the legality or morality of it. They just say they're the id. Duterte, who has presided over an anti-drug campaign resulting in the deaths of an estimated 20,000 Filipino citizens, said that Israel shares his passion for human beings. What the <laughs> hell does that mean? Maybe this next quote by him gives you an idea of what he means. Yeah. He addressed the high rate of sexual assault in his hometown of Davao by explaining, as long as there are many beautiful women, there will be more rape cases. Oh, my God. Did he really say that? Yeah. This is the same guy who, when there was a gang rape in his town, yeah. and his complaint was that he wasn't part of it, and as the yeah. leader of the town, yeah. wasn't first in line. Yeah. This is the guy who runs Jesus. one of the largest countries in South Asia. Yeah. If this news saddens you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to lift your spirits. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. It's true. It is true. That's KUCI.org. Brought to you by Mahler's Drone Club and people like you, Ned. Good old Ned. Remember oh, I Ned? like Ned. Yeah, yeah Ned's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Two Russian planes wiped out a workshop of Jabat al-Nusra, they're outlawed in Russia, in Syria's Idlib province, mm. where the militants were making attack drones. Mm -hmm. So they're just building these things. Russians come, mm -hmm. bomb them. In London, a drone was flown deliberately within 20 feet of a light aircraft. It happened as the twin-engine plane was coming in to land at RAF North Holt in West London. The pilot had no doubt that it was being deliberately flown under the flight path in an attempt to collide with the aircraft. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's getting kind of scary out there with drones. It's fine for a little hobby if you're going out in a park, but right. it's also making available something that can be extremely dangerous in some circumstances. Yeah, and as I think about this, if you were a mischievous intent yeah. and you were a terrorist who was hell-bent on essentially undermining— <laughs> A mischievous terrorist. Yeah, and you wanted to cause real mayhem, yeah. 
just like in a 9-11 style attack, you yeah. just put a bunch of these drones in inbound or outbound planes at our airports yeah. and just start flying them willy-nilly into these things. Yeah, it doesn't take much. If yeah. you go into the windscreen, I think it's like a two-pound drone right. can crack the windscreen yeah, uh, yeah. of a jet. So you could really seriously cause mayhem. And you know when military drones stand still, they become a target. They're much easier to hit. So keeping drones bobbing around mm -hmm. is a top priority of the U.S. Army. But that makes it hard to retrieve them. You know, they want them up there sure. bouncing, around. bouncing around. Now they've invented a system system to catch drones similar to a Venus flytrap. The system is like a fly, <laughs> Venus flytrap. Okay, so it opens up like a, yeah, okay. It's called the Talon. It's a box with two open ends that sits on the back of a truck. Now, it's not like the whole open up thing, but it has two open ends and grids of rods on the floor and ceiling of the box that move up and down to trap a drone when it flies in. It's okay. kind of like a little jail cell right. almost. Like a sophisticated mouse trap. Yep, and soldiers could launch drones from the Talon as well. So this kind of a good deal there. Technology. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's right, probably. He loves those drone stories. Yeah. Well, he does. He's president of his own drone club, for God's yeah. sake. I mean, he gets excited well, he's, about he's this. He's a stuff. good boy. Here at home, yeah. Judge Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation continued. That's going on right now. Yeah, it is. It's really disgusting. It is. To see how this guy doesn't answer a question. <laughs> Why they have time limits on senators does baffle me sometimes. Yeah. Because, not that I want them to filibuster, but anybody answering a question who doesn't want to answer a lot of questions... Just runs Simply, out the clock. Yeah, it just runs out the clock. And yeah. that's what he's doing. And it's not his first rodeo. Yeah. He's been coaching... These right-wing judges, federal judges and Supreme Court uh, judge nominees, yeah. in the art of this for years. He's been the go-to guy. Though it is interesting, and I know we're going to get to it, to see him get caught like the deer-in-the-headlights moments, because yeah. those are telling. The White House announced it would withhold more than 100,000 pages of documents from Kavanaugh's tenure as a lawyer for the George W. Bush administration. yeah. yeah. On Wednesday, Kavanaugh was questioned for the first time by members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He faced questions on gun control and acknowledged he has said some semi-automatic rifles cannot be banned. Yeah. Kavanaugh declined to promise he would not vote to reverse Roe versus Raid, but he has said it was settled law, except in an email except that they just found where yeah. Yeah. he said it wasn't settled law. Yes. He referred to birth control as an abortion-inducing drug. Yes. I didn't get that at all. I didn't know what was going on with, uh, it was a cruise that was questioning him at the time. Right. That's a tell. A real tell. It's a real tell. Because that... abortion-inducing drugs are completely different than birth control. Birth control is not abortion. Yeah. Although, I mean, you and I say that. Yeah. But in terms of the radical Catholicism or whatever radical evangelical point of view is, anytime you stop one of your boys from swimming upstream, that's equivalent to abortion. That's ridiculous. I know it is. Kavanaugh also faced questions over his expansive views on presidential powers, including whether he would recuse himself in a case involving Trump. And what he said there was, the question of self-pardons is something I've never analyzed. Yeah, right. He has, as a matter of fact, thought about it in the instant of Bill Clinton. 
He worked with Kenneth Starr. He was one of his lieutenants in the Whitewater investigation and, and the impeachment of Mr. Clinton. The 100,000 documents that wow. were withheld. These are U.S. senators who look at classified information all the time, yeah. who know and understand the importance of it and understand the nuances of it. This is simply an attempt to hide the ball long enough for him to get appointed and then after that, Katie barred the door because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It does not matter. He'll be sitting on the Supreme Court, thumbing his nose at everyone who cares about this yeah. stuff. Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing was repeatedly interrupted by protesters, 66 of whom stood up one by one to denounce his judicial record before being arrested by Capitol Police. Trump suggested these kind of protests ought to be illegal. Yes. And right there is something that's so anti-American, right. it disgusts me. Right. You know, I don't like all sorts of protests. Right. I, there's plenty of protests that, that I don't agree with the protesters, but protesting is part of what it means to be American. That's how we came into existence, right. by protesting. And there's so few uh, opportunities and avenues for the public to weigh in on something as important as a nomination for the Supreme Supreme Court, a yeah. lifetime appointment in which they will have tremendous influence over the direction of American society. Yeah. This is it. This is the choke point. If you have one in this process is to weigh in your voice in these hearings. Yeah. And God bless Medea. I'm sure Medea Benjamin was one of these people. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, friend she, of the show, Medea Benjamin, yeah. I'm sure was uh, front and center on that. Yeah, code <laughs> Senate Democrats then went into full-on revolt, one by one, starting with Senator Cory Booker. They threatened to release confidential documents regarding Kavanaugh. I'm going to release the email about racial profiling, and I understand this policy comes with potential ousting from the Senate. This was fun to watch. Within the hour, Booker released the email. Other Democratic senators soon joined in, threatening to release confidential emails and documents from Kavanaugh's time as a Bush White House lawyer. Schumer. The head of the Democrats was cheering them on on Twitter. Was he? Yeah. And within the hour, Senator Maisie Hirono, that's from uh, Hawaii, oh, yeah. released another email chain from Kavanaugh in 2002 with him debating whether Native Hawaiians should have the same protection as Indian tribes. Right. And she said, I would defy anyone reading this document to conclude the document should be deemed confidential Ex in any way. Exactly. It's just that they're afraid of them finding ways to prevent him from sitting on the highest well, court. Well, and they're afraid of his actual opinions, his actual views from getting into the public realm. Yeah. This is hear, what this is about. Yeah. And you hear the Republicans now say, oh, well, those documents really weren't confidential. Right. Didn't you know? Right. Well, no. right after Cory Booker said, I know this might be illegal, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, well, well, one of the Republicans... Yeah. John, up, John Cornyn from Texas. And read why it was illegal. Well, now, if you know that they're not confidential, what are you, punking him? Is that what this is? Harris, Booker, this is the most resolved I've seen the Democrats in a very long time. I think they know that the wins to their back in this election cycle. They're not worried about losing Congress. Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are street fighters in a political sense. Yeah. What he risked, theoretically, was being kicked out of the Senate if this regulation well, I, I were when he said, bring it on. Bring, he said, bring it. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Kick me out of the Senate yeah. for revealing information about a Supreme Court justice, a nominee who, this is actually how he feels. Kamala Harris asked him whether or not he'd ever met with somebody from a, a law firm. The partners in the law firm is representing Trump in the legal proceedings for finding out what he actually did with the Russians and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. And so Kamala Harris said, 
have you had a conversation with anybody at this law firm? And this is when Kavanaugh looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. He didn't know what she knew, so he was afraid to say anything Exa about anything. And she said to him, be careful how you answer this question. Yeah, good for her. And looked at him, and he's looking at her, and he even said to her, well, who do you have in mind? Who are you thinking of? And she said, no, I think you know who you don't want to tell me. That's why you don't want to tell me. Yeah. The next day he came back, because they, they stopped the hearing right there, a, a Republican senator jumped in and said, wait yeah, a minute, yeah, yeah. I just remembered I got to go to the bathroom, so yeah. we got to stop. And they did. It came back the next day and answered the question. She asked it again, and he said, no. Yeah. Now, one of two things is that's accurate and true, or second, they got him. They got him on a lie. The New York Times and the Washington Post, their headlines are saying Booker and Kamala Harris are positioning themselves for the oh, presidential for the race. Yes, yes, I saw that. Come on. If they are, good. But isn't the news about right. Kavanaugh right, right now? If you want to, in a month or so, talk right. about their positioning right. uh, using Kavanaugh, great. But the news is about Kavanaugh. That's right. Spend your column inches on talking about right. Kavanaugh and what he could do to threaten the freedoms that we have in this country. Right. It completely undercuts the real story, which is yeah. Kavanaugh and the people sponsoring him don't want you to know what he actually believes. By the way, why don't they put up a headline that says Trump positioning himself to be dictator of the United States yeah, for the next 25 no years. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIradio.tumblr.com on Twitter at KUCI FM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University KUCI 88.9 FM. The Trump administration took the first steps to get out from under that 1997 consent decree, speaking of dictator, yeah. filing new proposed rules on the treatment of minors that could lead to more children being detained for extended periods of time at the border. So they want to just ignore that old ruling mm. and hold children forever. And so nobody will criticize that, will no, they? No, this is so despicable. I, I just heard about this this morning. It's just changing the rules. To hold a child indefinitely is a horrible thing to do. That's why the rules are there. Right. And also to separate them from their parents. Yeah. And to, it's all despicable. They want to make it legally despicable. Well, despicable. despicably legal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The New York Times published an anonymous op-ed says was written by a senior Trump administration official claiming that a quiet resistance is underway, trying to stop Trump from being a complete jerk. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm surprised anyone in the Trump administration can write an editorial, but that's something <laughs> that's else That's, another, that's yeah. another story. The op-ed's author calls Trump impulsive, erratic, ill-informed, and reckless with half-baked ideas. Well, duh. None of this is news. None of it is. Yeah. I, my antenna is way up on this. The author claims members of Trump's cabinet discussed invoking the Constitution's 25th Amendment, but later decided against it. Well, okay, that's a little bit of news. So if the failing New York Times has an anonymous editorial, <laughs> can you believe it? Yeah. Anonymous meaning gutless. A gutless editorial. We're doing a great job. So, I think we need another week or two to figure out whether or not this was some kind of hinky 
attempt on the part of someone oh, within the Trump administration. Conway, yeah, yeah, that's who I think wrote it. Yeah. Thank you. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was their way of revealing, quote unquote, the news organizations jumping on something they couldn't confirm. Remember, she called Trump an idiot right. when she was working for Ted Cruz. Right. She's very adept at sticking a knife in someone who she's backed before. Right. And the other part of it is, and Trump's been upset about this, is her husband has been oh, yeah. critical in print yeah. of Trump. So I could see her handing this off to her husband and him going to the New York Times saying, this is from Kellyanne. Yeah. Now, I'd still be shocked and upset with the New York Times for printing it without having a greater level of confirmation. Well, they knew it, that we'd be talking about yeah, it. That's and, why they printed exactly. it. And it, it, it does and, bother me. And it did distract us from the Woodward book, and it did distract us from the hearings. By the way, Mueller has not weighed in at all in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And you know he's the Bombay doors are open for him yeah. right now. A book by longtime Washington Post reporter Bob Woodward depicts the Trump administration as an out-of-control operation. Well, duh. Yeah. With Chief of staff John Kelly calling the White House crazy town. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That's good. It's crazy town here, huh, Mahler? Yeah, Mahler. Well, Mahler, yeah, you've been kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Defense right. Secretary James Mattis saying Trump's intelligence is that of a fifth or sixth grader. Yeah, right. Trump reportedly saying his decision to finally condemn the deadly white supremacist violence in Charlottesville, Virginia last year was the biggest effing mistake I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he should have he should have stood up for the Nazis. Yes. Former National Economic Council director Gary Cohn stealing documents off of Trump's desk to prevent him from signing them. One document would have withdrawn the U.S. from a trade agreement with South Korea. The uh, other would have withdrawn the U.S. from NAFTA. Yeah. Trump's former personal lawyer, John Dowd, telling Trump he would end up in an orange jumpsuit if he testified to special counsel Robert Mueller. <laughs> Trump labeling Attorney General Jeff Bo Sessions a traitor and once calling Sessions mentally retarded and a dumb Southerner mocking his accent. Right. Meanwhile, Trump attacked Jeff Bo after the Justice Department filed charges against Republican Congressmember Christopher Collins of New York and Republican Congressmember Duncan Hunter of California. Collins is accused of insider trading. Mm -hmm. Hunter is accused of illegally using campaign funds for personal expenses. The two Republicans were the first and second members of Congress to endorse <laughs> Trump. And <laughs> Sessions was the third. And the, the, Trump yeah. tweets something that is saying his Justice Department is, not, is, protecting not, him. is not protecting him, essentially. Yeah. I mean, these guys violated the law. <laughs> I know. In Massachusetts, Boston City Council member Ayanna Presley made history by defeating 10-term progressive Democratic Council Congress member Michael Capuana. She's now slated to be Massachusetts' first African-American Congress member. <laughs> Here we have Capuano who voted against the Iraq war and supports Medicare for all. So I know. it's an odd situation there. Right. I think this is a generational thing more than it is a policy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Finally. Amazon became the second ever U.S. company to reach $1 trillion in market value. Bezos makes $167 billion. He's worth that much. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Senator Bernie Sanders introduced a bill that would require large employers like Amazon, Walmart, and McDonald's to fully cover the cost of food stamps and public housing, Medicaid, and other federal assistance received by their employees. Yeah, yes. this is great. And what he's doing is he's trying to force the corporations to pay a living wage to curb the roughly $150 billion in taxpayer money that go to fund these right. 
federal assistance programs. Right. And what's great about this, it's much more efficient to pay your employees a little more money because they put the money directly back into the yeah. economy. You force the government, which has a management overhead, to compensate for your lack of paying them. Yeah. It's more of a drag on the economy. These people are barely making it. They put all of their money back into the economy to pay for food and shelter. Yes, it's a great idea. Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer and U.S. Senator Martin Heinrich, they're both Democrats, introduced the Measuring Real Income Growth Act of 2018, which would require the Bureau of Economic Analysis to report how economic growth is distributed across the income spectrum. Yeah. In other words, all we usually get is the economy is doing great. Yeah. Meanwhile, wages are dropping right. and 98% of the people are doing horribly. Right. When you're reading the economic figures that are great, what it means is the 1% are doing great yeah. and you're sucking. And this would give us a better exactly. idea of what exactly. our real economic Great figures idea. are. Great idea. Cities can't prosecute people for sleeping on the streets if they have nowhere else to go because it amounts to cruel and unusual punishment, Good. which is unconstitutional, a federal appeals court said. Yep. That's right, Mahler. Yeah, Mahler. Former U.S. Senator John Kyle was sworn in to fill the Senate seat left vacant after the death of John McCain. Kyle is a Republican who represented Arizona in the Senate for 18 years. After retiring in 2013, he worked as a lobbyist for Wall Street, Big Pharma, and the military-industrial complex. Right. He it, also worked to advance Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. Right. And he was also known as the most reliable Republican vote in the Senate. Nike picked former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick to be the face of its Just Do It campaign. In 2016, Kaepernick began protesting police brutality. We all know the story. Yes. He took a knee yeah. to protest police brutality. He wanted to draw our attention yes. to the fact that police were killing A lot of African-American yes. young men. That's all he was doing. He wasn't disrespecting the flag. Right. He wasn't disrespecting anything. He was trying to draw your attention to the fact and that, Nathan, especially, that a lot of cops yes. are racist. And yeah. the yahoos... Yes. out there who, who found out about this, who own Nike footwear, burn their shoes. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Burn your Beatle records while you're at it, too, yeah, because no the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. We were watching as, as a nation, we still are, but we were watching at the time that he decided to do this, lots and lots of videos of African-American young men being gunned down in circumstances that did not seem to predicate a shooting. Yeah. They were just like being a, shot yeah, and like, killed. Like a blinker light was off. Right. Yeah. You go getting pulled over for a blinker light, opening fire into a car full of African-American young men. Yeah. For what without they telling was, them to stop. Without telling them to stop. Yeah. That seems a bit extreme. And I think someone needs to call attention to it. God bless. God bless. Colin, 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 I hate to say a little howl out to him. Yeah, yeah that's right. In New York City, the award-winning newspaper The Village Voice shut down after 63 years. Founded in 1955 by Dan Wolf, Ed Fancher, and Norman Mailer. The left-leaning paper was the first alternative weekly yep. in the United States. And finally, yeah. orbiting the Earth, an astronaut plugged a hole in the International Space Station with his thumb. <laughs> You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.